Welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in the Cobble Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn. You are welcome to join us and we would love to see you there. We are recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like more information about the program or want to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. Our speaker this week is our superstar, Hani, who talks about her experiences applying the ACA program to her situation at work. Please enjoy. Hi, I'm Hani. Child. Um, I'm actually really nervous. My heart is beating. I'm just coming from a long day of work and just like sitting down, relaxing, and then I have this. But um, I chose to speak when I was asked. At first, my automatic reaction is always like, I don't have what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, and that definitely is part of my ACA journey and recovery. Um, one of the big things um, that I'm learning is to use my voice and to have a voice and um, speak my truth and be seen. Um, so I'm here. Um, I guess I'll just give like a little background, like why I'm here. Um, I, my parents are an alcoholic, but they are definitely adult children. Um, my mother is not like officially diagnosed with anything, but she definitely has some stuff. Um, probably like borderline personality, um, and just like her perf perfectionistic um, control, and also coming from a community. Um, an ultra-Orthodox um, community where it's all about, like, the image, um, like, who you are and who's better than who and, like, the guidelines of, like, who you need to be to be that perfect person, um, in addition to just, like, as a person in the world, um, although it's kind of, like, its own little world. Um, so... I I think I was always, I always knew there was a problem. I always thought, like, I was the problem. Um, and then coming into recovery, breaking the denial, and realizing that I'm not the problem, but still really believing that, like, I'm the problem all the time um, is a big part of my, of me, of who I am and my beliefs about myself. Um, and so I guess, like, coming into recovery and just, like, learning about who I am, creating my own identity of, like, I am my own being, leaving the community that I come from. Um, I still lived with my parents. I just moved out a couple of months ago. Um, and 
starting to feel more freedom, although I'm still very much, like, attached to my family, even though I, like, do not like some of them and actually feel very uncomfortable around a lot of them. Um, but I guess what I wanted to mostly focus on is, like, work, because um, I started a new job, a new position in September, and it is the most I've ever been challenged my entire life. Um, and I've, I've been challenged, and I've been, like, to school, but it was, like, a school tied into my community, and, like, even, like, just everything is, like, there were high expectations, but the expectations and, like, reaching those expectations aren't necessarily um, skills and tools that I was able to, like, live in, like, the real world outside of the community, community that I was raised in. Um, and I work in a very professional school, um, very healthy environment, um, very supportive, and all my ACA stuff started coming out most intense that they've ever been. Um, and I'm still struggling with it, and I still am learning so much about, like, as, as much as, like, I'm in this program for, like, about two and a half years, almost three, and I feel like I found a lot of recovery and just, like, starting to feel more comfortable with myself, starting to create a life for myself, but more and more stuff come out, the more I take responsibility and the more I, like, put myself out there to, like, live a full life um, instead of a life of isolation. And so, um, yeah, I guess, like, maybe I should just read. Um, there's a chapter in um, the Red Book. It's chapter 14, and it talks all about... Um, ACAs at work and there's a whole laundry list of like it's called the, the working at the laundromat a checklist for <laughs> ACAs in the workplace and my sponsor in this program it's one of the first things in this book that she told me about like a few years back and like every time I'm just like like every, I've started this is like my third position second job, a third position in these two and a half years. And I just keep having to like realize that I think I think my like struggles will always be there, but like they'll I'm learning to cope with them. And even though they're so much more intense and like sometimes I'm just like I wanna quit. I just like wanna hide. I don't want to show up for this anymore. Um, although it's very satisfying but it's very hard. Um, but then I, like, pull this out, and there's a laundry list, and there's, like, tools you can use, and I'll just read the laundry list. So one, we, and I'll read everything, even though I don't identify with all of it, just because I think it'll be helpful for other people. So we confuse our boss or supervisor with our alcoholic parents or qualifier and have similar relationship patterns, behaviors, and reactions that are carryovers from childhood. Two, we confuse our coworkers with our siblings or our alcoholic parents and repeat childhood reactions in those working relationships. Three, we expect lavish praise and acknowledgement from our boss for our efforts on the job. Four, authority figures scare us and we feel afraid when we need to talk to them. 
Five, we get a negative gut reaction when dealing with someone who has the physical characteristics or mannerisms of our alcoholic qualifier. Six, we have felt isolated and different from everyone around us, but we don't really know why. Seven, we lose our temper when things upset us rather than dealing with problems productively. Eight, we busy ourselves with our coworkers' jobs, often telling them how to do their work. Nine, we can get hurt feelings when coworkers do things socially together without asking us, even though we have not made an effort to get to know them and join in the social life. Ten, we are afraid to make the first move to get to know a coworker better, thinking they will not like us or approve of us. Eleven, we usually do not know how to ask for what we want or need on the job, even for little things. Twelve, we do not know how to speak up for ourselves when someone has said or done something inappropriate. We try desperately to avoid face-to-face -face con confrontations. Thirteen, we are sensitive and, get, and can get extremely upset with any form of criticism of our work. Fourteen, we want to be in charge of every project or activity, feeling more comfortable when we are in control of every detail rather than letting others be responsible. Fifteen, we may be the workplace clown to cover up our insecurities to get attention from others. Sixteen, we are people pleasers and may take an extra on extra work or our coworkers' tasks in order to be liked and receive approval from others. Seventeen, we do not know how to be assertive in getting our needs met or expressing a concern. We may have repeatedly we may have to repeatedly rehearse our comments before delivering them. 18, we have felt that we do not deserve a raise, promotion, better workspace, or a better job. 19, we do not know how to set boundaries and we let others interrupt us. We can accept more work without knowing how to say no appropriately. 20, we are perfectionists about our own work and expect others to be the same and have the same work ethics and values. 21, we become workaholics because it gives us a feeling of self-worth we do not Get as a child, 22, we may jump from job to job looking for the perfect position as a substitute for the secure and nurturing home environment we do not have. 23, we get upset when people do things that affect us or our work without asking us first. 24, we have a high tolerance for workplace dysfunction and tend to stick it out in an unhappy job because we lack the self-esteem <coughs> to leave. So that's all of them. I relate to a lot of them, especially like the authority figures this year have a lot of like team leaders, directors, head of school, supervisor, teaching mentor. And so I really feel um, like I'm constantly, like they don't remind me of my mother, but they're like an authority figure and I'm just automatically like, are they gonna approve? What are they thinking? What are they saying? Like. When they have their meetings, what do they discuss about me? Like, how good am I at my job? Like, how happy are they? Do they regret hiring me? All those thoughts just keep running through my mind. And so, like, the anxiety of, like, what are people thinking? How am I doing? Am I doing a good job? Do they like me? Um, oh, that was fun. So, um, and then, like, between coworkers, it's, like, just constantly comparing myself to other coworkers and like just constantly feeling like I'm the failure. And um, I just had like a realization how it's like, 
I'm a young professional. I got my degree. I just got it over the summer. And I'm still having a really hard time connecting to that, where it's like all these coworkers, they're professionals, a lot of young ones, but like I'm different. And then it's like, no, I have the credentials. I'm doing the job. I'm, I'm part of this, but I'm putting myself, I'm separating myself, blaming my upbringing and like, you know, it's so hard. It's like, it's like all about me while I'm actually successful at what I do. And it's just hard for me to like say I'm good at this. And um, a lot of the work that I've been doing is really what this program is about, which is like, like, well, the, the program is about like, I guess like reparenting in a loving way. Where I'm at is like identifying the critical parent, like the critical voices, and then like sometimes actually being able to like change those thoughts and be like, I'm walking into a meeting now and what I have to say is important and what I have to say is good and I'm good at what I do and that's just mostly what I keep repeating to myself. And um, I guess it's still, it's like only like three months into the school year and it's still really hard and some days are better than others and if it wasn't a satisfying job I'd probably quit the first day um, but I know that it's only because I'm in recovery and maybe not doing all the work that I should be doing or feel like I should be doing but just like trying to get to meetings and trying to actually talk to other people and not just go home and like hide and be like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do life anymore. Cause like, that's how, like how much my anxiety takes over where it's just like, I can't, I can't live like this ever. Like I can't live like this forever. But then it's really, um, taking care of myself specifically with my eating disorder, which is like the top, um, coping skill that I've developed. And, really just like letting myself connect with other people um, as hard as it is and just going to meetings even though it's hard um, to make time but um, yeah I know that where I am today um, personally professionally living on my own um, being financially um, independent, even though it's like I still, it's like I still like rely on my parents, even though I don't need to rely on them in a weird way. Um, I think it's like the next level of um, of my work that I need to do is like accept that like I chose to move out because I want to detach and I'm thanks and I'm struggling to detach, but. I don't need them, and it's actually not in my benefit to keep going back to them. Um, I mean, I don't talk to my mom, but specifically my dad. Um, so yeah, that's like a weird thing to end off with, but um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for this program. Like, I really owe my life to recovery in general, and um, 
yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.